Welcome to Middle Break with Dr. Shauna. I'm your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds. Thank you for listening. Continuing with the mission and purpose of this show, we will have a focus on the mental health and wellness of the black community. Today, we will have a discussion on why are we forgotten? Black women in the social justice movement. Today is March 13, 2021, and it marks one year since the murder of Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor, a 26-year-old African-American woman, was fatally shot in her Louisville, Kentucky apartment on March 13, 2020, when White Plains Coast Post Officers Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankison, and Miles Cosgrove of the Louisville Police Department forced entry into her apartment as part of an investigation into a drug-dealing operation. One year later, justice has not been served for Breonna Taylor. According to the American Psychological Association, black women are often less likely to be associated with the concept of a typical woman and are viewed as more similar to black men than to white women, which may lead to some anti-racist and feminist movements failing to advocate for the rights of black women. Also, black women are often overlooked in people's conversations about racism and sexism, even though they face a unique combination of both of these forms of discrimination simultaneously. This intersectional invisibility means that movements that are supposed to help black women are maybe contributing to their marginalization. Black women, why are we forgotten? I have licensed counselor Brianna Coleman with me today to talk about it here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. If you're interested in being on the show, send me a message on drshaunaspeaks.com. You can also hear this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. Tune in to The Skin Deep Show with host Sharon Morton as she engages your senses and examines the issues affecting black skin and its treatment in every facet of life. From beauty, health, and wellness to social injustice and mass incarceration, it's a show designed to stimulate your mind, body, and soul. Don't miss it. The Skin Deep Show, every Friday at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday at 4.30 p.m. on Sirius XM Channel 141 HUR Voices. Welcome back to Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. I'm your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds. As I mentioned before the break, we have on today's show Brianna J. Coleman, a licensed counselor in the state of Maryland. She's here with us to discuss why are we forgotten, black women and the social justice movement. Welcome back to Middle Break, Brianna. Thank you, Dr. Shauna. So it's one year after Brianna Taylor and her murder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word murder mm-hmm. um, in her case. Um, and it seems like we haven't made any leaps or bounds um, since that one year um, um, of, of this happening. You know, why are we being forgotten? We looked at other cases where males um, are killed by police officers and we see the, the protests, the riots, the other things that come along with it, but we don't see that same response when it comes to um, um, women of color mm-hmm. going through the same thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, and, and, and you know, thinking about the question like, what is the answer? Or what is the why? And it's mm-hmm. like, what is the why? You know, is is there, do we do we know why that, do we know why we do it? Do we know why that is? Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we talked about this before, you know, we think about the images of the protests, um, you see a lot of, you know, black women and women of color on the front lines. You know, these are our sons. You know, these are our fathers. These mm-hmm. are our brothers, mm-hmm. um, our, our kids. But when it's women, it's there's not the same outrage. There's not the same level 
of, of anger or frustration or, or, or change being demanded. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that is historic images, mm-hmm. um, you know, of, you know, more recent years, men being taken out of the household, um, men being sent through the prison system. Mm-hmm. Well, it happens to women too, you know, just, just that focus on men. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the, the consequences of, you know, slavery and reconstruction um, and all those images we see of, of lynching the black of black men and mutilation of black men, all of those things. Mm-hmm. More, most of the images that we see historically are predominantly black women, men, and we don't see as much from women. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, as now we 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 stand in twenty twenty one now, um, does that affect, the, or or even the past ten years, does that affect the outrage that we have? Mm-hmm. Because we're so used to seeing that image of the of the black man being treated poorly that we don't see the images yeah. of the black woman, even though we know that it's happening. Mm -hmm. Because there there were black women as as slaves. There were black women that were being hung. There were Mm -hmm. black women being lynched or or, or whipped. You know, but we did not see those pictures. Mm -hmm. So uh, is it it now that... we we have social media. Is that what making was making a difference? We have video that's showing these these things happen to to these male mm-hmm. victims. Or what, what in your opinion? What, what do you think is going on that you know we have that there now? I, or? You know, I think that is a role. But what happened last summer was unique, mm-hmm. and it was unique because I mean the last year in this country has been been one for you know one for the books in terms of his his history. But you think about a time where people have been home for two months. People are constantly on social media. People are in the house. And not only just black people, but white people, Hispanic people, Asian people. You know, everyone is seeing this image of this black man, you know, being brutalized by the police. Um, And then you see the outrage that comes with that. Mm -hmm. Now, if it wasn't a pandemic and people weren't home and people weren't working and couldn't go out in the streets every day for two weeks because they had to be at work or had to be at school, I don't know if the outrage would have been the same. But we had a unique experience where everyone had the ability to use their time Mm -hmm. in a different way. And because of that, Breonna Taylor's Taylor's murder got more um, publicity or light, Mm -hmm. um, but still in the background of what was what was going on for George Floyd. So since um, Brown Taylor's happened in, I guess, the beginning of March, and mm-hmm. I think this is around the time we started shutting down. Within mm-hmm. this next week or so, things started, started, started yeah. shutting down. So we heard more about her story yeah. as compared to maybe Sandra Bland um, at that time. There was a little uproar, a little bit about her, but it, it kind of fizzled off, mm-hmm. I guess, over time. Yeah. So I guess you, are you, you're saying that COVID um, probably opened the door to us having, you know, these um, these protests or these this oh, outrage. absolutely, or- because had we not, because I mean, I, you know, on social media, I heard about Breonna Taylor. I didn't know the full story at the time, mm-hmm. but I heard about it. Um, if you are on social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, there are a lot of stories that do come out about things that happen and people mobilize or, you know, you donate to whoever is mobilizing in that, in that city or in that area. But there was not this, um, there was not a, a national outrage for her, even though a lot of people knew about it. Um, and I think with Sandra Bland, um, a lot of people knew about that situation. Her death even in, you know, her death inside the the, the prison was sketchy. You mm-hmm. know, um, we're looking at pictures, like in these pictures, was she alive? Was she, had, has she already passed? Like right. all the right. conspiracy around that. Um, why that didn't get as much, you know, 
why that didn't get as much um, outrage from the public or, you know, from people, mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, one thing I noticed um, when everything was going down last, that's last summer, um, we, me as a uh, private practice counselor, we were thinking that with COVID, our, our services would be used less or we, mm-hmm. our clients will, clientele will go down. But actually, it was a boom. Mm-hmm. Um, March was slow. May, uh, April, May, 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 a little slow. But when summer came and all these different um, things came up with social justice, mm-hmm. the, the, the practice or people coming for counseling actually rose, yeah. uh, extremely rose very fast. And, and a lot of it was women coming and for services but and, and, but part of that was them focuses on the social justice piece worried about their husbands their sons their brothers their fathers and and um all that is going on could this happen to my family like this is happening to others mm-hmm. and and it was a, a increase it was women looking for that support um from the mental health side mm-hmm. um as they go through this yeah so so why do why do you think we don't get the same response from men you know oh when when there's a woman that is murdered or a woman that is hurt or you know goes through the injustice when it comes to um, law enforcement and things like that why, why do you think the, the response is not the same yeah and I don't think it's and I, I don't think because people don't care right I don't mm. think it's because people don't care or they're not outraged or they're not upset but again I think it comes down to even being a person of color right it comes down to images and what we're what we're know what we know we know that men Black men experience it more. Mm-hmm. We know that we see images more frequently of black men, um, you know, experiencing um, racism or mm-hmm. or poor treatment from police. That's something that we're used to see, that we know we know well, and we're used to seeing. So I think when it happens, it's like this is happening again. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening again? Versus with women, I think, and again, like there, I don't think there's like a per, like a you know, a, a clear answer to this, but, I, but I'm wondering like what, I'm also wondering like what it is, but I think a lot of it comes down to images because when we think about black women, again, a part of the black, a part of the black population or less than 5% of the population of the United States, mm-hmm. but of women and girls killed, 33% are black. Mm-hmm. So when, again, looking at the statistics of it, just the same as you would look for at like the prison system or people of color being arrested, you know, that's that's a huge disparity that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and footage footage makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Time of year makes it, it's it's and it's crazy that it shouldn't be that way. Right. But it all it all it all works like footage. What time of year was this person passed? Was there another social movement happening at the same right. time? What was happening politically in the country at that right. time? Were people using it to capitalize on what's going on? So, you know, again, you know, you have the and not to make it a completely political conversation, but right. intersectionality being black and being a woman, it's it's pol- it's very political. Uh-huh. So, you know, we have a movement going on in the summer of an election year of oh, a yeah. president yeah. that people do not like. <laughs> so not only are people protesting, you know, um, the death of a black person, they're also protesting police brutality. And they're also protesting this president that, you know, they that that people believe in force police brutality and all these other things. That mix of itself then brings Breonna Taylor in to have more of a voice and her story to be told a little bit more and more footage to be put out and more attention to be put out. But I think because the focus was George Floyd, say his name, say his name, um, even with the the Say Her Name movement that came out Mm -hmm. um, prior to this, um, 
we don't say her name we don't say say women's names as often right 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 and again it's like what what is that is that the circum like you know is it is it the circumstances of how they passed is it the time of year that they passed is it like what like what is it you know yeah, you could tell. You could obviously tell that there is a difference. So it also makes you wonder: um, Is it because of what we talked about before that superwoman syndrome, that 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 strong black woman syndrome? Mm, is it that yeah. we don't need them to fight for us? Is it is that part of it? You know, or or our men need um, that that support more than our women do. Um, it, it, there's a difference there when it comes yeah. to to this <laughs> these situations. There's a difference there. So is it that we're, we're so we're supposed to be strong, or we have the image of being strong, so we don't need someone to fight for us. We fight for ourselves. Yeah, but that's not true though. Like nobody nobody <laughs> says that. And I think, but I think that like pulling that into you know the superwoman syndrome a little bit, like the. The problem that we have with always saying, I can do it by myself, I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. Saying that doesn't mean it's true. Right. Um, right. And you know, I think we, we get used to saying that, right. but it when it comes to situations like this, um, we do need people to support us. We do need people to fight for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we need to break away from that narrative of doing it all on our own because can't right right and we need to really um come to terms with that yeah so right now it's time for us to take a short break remember if you're interested in being on the show send me a message on drshawnaspeaks.com you can hear more of this podcast on google Podcasts, spotify stitcher and other platforms stay tuned we'll be right back here on mental break with dr shauna Do you need expert advice from successful business leaders on how to start, grow, and finance your business? Tune in every week to the Small Business Report at HUR Voices on Sirius XM Channel 141 with your hosts, Carl Brown and Sharon Morton. The Small Business Report gives you the small business owner and those thinking about starting a business. Expert advice from successful business leaders around the country. Visit us at smallbusinessreport.biz and like us on Facebook. The Small Business Report, giving you the tools you need to succeed. And we are back here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. I'm your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds. And we're talking to licensed counselor Brianna Coleman about black women and the social justice movement. So let's pick up where we left off. Brianna? Yes. So where we left off, you know, we do need help. We can't do everything on our own. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I personally, not a lot of people agree with me. I personally think that that is a... um, a narrative that is very prevalent in our community, but it's very detrimental right. to our mental health mm-hmm. because we cannot do everything on our own all the time. Mm-hmm. And even if you can, like, even if I can juggle 17 eggs right now, do I, eventually they're all going to fall. Right. Eventually my arms are going to get tired mm-hmm. um, and something bad's going to happen. And that's a weird analogy. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, you know, if you're juggling 17 eggs right Mm -hmm. and you're keeping it up for so long eventually you're gonna drop one you're Mm -hmm. gonna drop another one all of them are gonna fall um and you know there's mental health implications for that there's implications that in your family Mm -hmm. um you know the frustration that you exhibit towards your children Mm -hmm. towards your other family members um the deterioration of your relationships um your own your own ability to function Mm -hmm. um how you function at work like there's so many things that you go through 
because you want to take on everything by yourself and you don't need to. But and all, we, that, that's something that we tell ourselves all the time that we can do it all. You know, and I'm wondering, is that um, something that we tell ourselves to keep moving, to keep moving forward, to keep mm-hmm. you know motivated to, to get it done? But, you know, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I wonder, if, are those words of inspiration, are those words of motivation? I can do it. I, I don't need him. I don't need anybody. I don't need the government. I don't need nothing. I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something we're telling ourselves in order to move on? And I'm wondering if, if by us being that way, yeah. by us um, uh, giving us ourselves that label of not needing help, does that affect us when it comes to that social justice movement or any other kind of movements where we really do need to be recognized or helped mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it I think it may play a role. Um and it's it's interesting to think about because it's like you know, it's like I know what people within my own community say. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people outside of my community feel about my community, right? So I'm a black woman. Mhm. I know, you know, the, the, the idioms and the jokes and the words that occur within my community, mm-hmm. the memes, all that, because it's my, it's, I, I'm familiar with it. I don't know how, I know the stereotypes other people have, you mm-hmm. know, the historic stereotypes, but I don't know how other people perceive my group because mm-hmm. they're an outgroup. So that's, I think that's an interesting aspect of it because mm-hmm. when it comes to these movements, um, thinking about, you know, that I can do it all on my own or mm-hmm. I can do bad all by myself, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say, is that a narrative? I know that's a narrative that we have within the black community, mm-hmm. but do other, do other groups know of that narrative or see that narrative to be something mm-hmm. that we project and that we, we represent? So when it comes to like the women's movement or, um, you know, police brutality and those movements, mm-hmm. um, are those the reasons why we're left behind or... Like what? What is it? It could be multiple things, but just trying to think of think of it from all perspectives. Um, are we being left out, mm-hmm. and is there a reason why we're being left out? And do other are other groups seeing it, um, seeing it in that way? So you you sparked something in me when when you said that, and made me think. So in our community, the African American or or uh, communities of color, we see the strong black woman, mm-hmm. but outside of that, um, others how do others see us? Yeah. We see us as the angry. Black women. Mm-hmm. So if we're the angry black woman labeled by those other communities, so when things like this happen, you know, are they more likely to believe, oh, she must have been, oh, or she must she was have angry? You know, and you yeah. go back, and you go back to you go back to that Sandra Bland thing, and they they were talking yeah. about how she was acting, she didn't want to put out the cigarette, or she didn't want to get out the car, and you know, she was angry. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, are we seen that way to those outside of our realm or outside of our group? You know, that, you know, well, police might have been justified because she probably was one of them angry, you know. But I think, I think that's a great, I think that's a good point because I think of the ones, you know, I think of, um, you know, Corinne Gaines, you know, mm-hmm. that was a couple of years ago. Um, and that, you know, was a controversy because, you know, they were trying to serve her a warrant, you know, but she was like, you don't have a right to come in my house. Right. Um, and all those things that people probably painted her as, you know, she was angry. She should have she should have complied, you know, mm-hmm. all those things, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't justify someone being murdered in their home and their kid being their, their child being shot as well. But, um, yeah, when you think about it from that perspective, I wonder how much of that stereotype, that angry stereotype plays a role, because, again, not to say that, you know, going back to my point of 
you trying to juggle everything changes the way that you present right. to other people. So right. you may not actually be angry, but you're just you frustrated. You're frustrated because right. you're handling everything on right. your own, um, which is which is reasonable um, and is it would be is a normal response to stress is, right. is frustration and irritation. Normal responses, right. but of course, other people don't see it that way because they're not in your shoes. But there's video and there's actually. Um, um, records out there of people of other backgrounds mm -hmm. uh, responding the same way to police where yeah. they may be angry they'll get in their face or they you know mm -hmm. talk back or they, they don't respond or, or we saw this over the summer actually of other people yeah you know not obeying the police mm -hmm. but their outcome or their res the response to them is totally different so yeah. you know is it based on our the color of our skin or are we seen as less than or not as good as or different mm -hmm. you know yeah i re so i recommend this book to everyone even though i i'm, I'm almost done half it i haven't finished it yet um titled stamped from the beginning mm -hmm. um and it goes through the history of you know racism in the united states you know through politics through slavery reconstruction um and it really gives you a perspective of why it's like it's like People wonder, like, why are we still going through, you know, these racist ideals? Why is this still happening? Mm -hmm. But if you look at the history of our country and the breakdown of the ideas, no wonder it, it is the way that it is. And mm -hmm. and people are wondering, you know, why hasn't it improved or how do they still not see mm -hmm. us, you know, as as, you know, people or as as acceptable. But if you, you know, take the chance to sit and look at the history of the narratives that were created, you would understand mm -hmm. that we're still trying to break narratives that were within some people's lifetimes of what they were saying about right. black people. So in some ways, it's like, I'm not surprised mm -hmm. when things like this happen. It angers me, of course, and it's frustrating, but I'm not surprised because when you look at the, when you look at the narrative or the ideals that people were taught from their parents, their parents before them, the mm -hmm. things that are placed out in media, right. Um, and, you know, we know about, um, you know, counseling or, or just when you look at like world history, there's always going to be a within group and there's always going to be a without group. And you always mm -hmm. see the people who don't look like you as the other, right. regardless of, you know, of who they are, whether it's race based, gender based, um, you know, economic, mm -hmm. like you always see the other group as the other. Or mm -hmm. you may be afraid that that other group is going to somehow um, you know, take over, take over one day. And yeah. Then, yeah. And that's, if you, if you look, fear. yeah, but if you look at the history of it, you know, early reconstruction, it's like, how do we go through reconstruction and black people had positions of power in their own communities right. and sure stuff did. in the 1800s. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. Yes. That came out of a fear and a destroying of all of our things. Mm -hmm. Um, other, that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. Yeah, but it, bringing that yeah. back to uh, yeah, it, it, black it, women, yeah. yeah, it is. It is a fear. It is a fear that one day they'll get what they gave. You know, and with that, no, one it, wants, it, no one wants that. And it's, you know? it's, we have plenty of opportunities to do that, and we still have not done that. But even even in through time. Um, we're still labeled by by certain titles mm -hmm. like lazy or angry or whatever it may be, even though um, how are we lazy and work in the fields? How are we Man, how are we I, mean, you know, you know, it, it, or yeah. even even uh, people with um, Hispanic origin uh, lazy or whatever. And, and, and then you're mad at them coming over here to work the fields that mm -hmm. no one here wants to work. Yeah. So it's like these labels that are coming out of this and they're not true. They're not true, but it's a way. But it's I guess it's a way to in some ways, like 
elevate one group, keep another group beneath, and push a stereotype that everyone knows is not true. Because mm-hmm. like even the stereotypes through slavery, you know, mm-hmm. um, justifying slaves, none of those were true. And you know, the people who created them knew that they were not true. Right. But that's why it continued to change in order to rationalize it so it could somehow kind of sound okay. Like, yeah. oh, it was God, but it's like, oh, but that yeah. doesn't fit. So, oh, it's right. science, but that doesn't <laughs> fit either. So when yeah. you when you think about like the the foundations of it and the history of it, mm-hmm. you know, you you look at the base of fear of another group, um, but then also, you know, that people don't in many ways like uncertainty of what's going to happen, or they right. want, or they don't they don't know what people are going to do. But um, you know, I think bringing that back to you know saying her name when it happens why don't we say her name why don't we talk about it and i think you know going back to like the women's movements right right, how women are also always also forgotten and and bringing it back to the the american um psychological association Mm -hmm. um um article it's like not only are you a black person so you're trying to be remembered Mm -hmm. but you're also a woman trying to be remembered Mm -hmm. and simultaneously when you think of history um, women were fighting for rights at the same time black people were fighting for rights right. but women women got it women, first <laughs> women got it first right? right but that's because the color of the women who were fighting for it so when we talk right. about movements where it's intersectional where it's black women mm-hmm. um, it's like well you're getting forgotten twice Mm-hmm. So what do you do when you're getting forgotten twice? How do you manage that? What are the mental health implications of not being able to receive what everybody mm-hmm. else is receiving, especially it, when it comes to justice? Yeah. It, it's something we definitely had to look into in the future because you, you think about it, we have the women's rights movement, but why is it African-American women or women of color are not included in that movement or mm-hmm. not to the prominence that white uh, women are are, are um, covered. It's, it's, it kind of goes if you want to really compare it to something, say like the NRA, the National Rifle Association, mm-hmm. how they will stand up and fight for um, um, white people mm-hmm. to have their guns or pl- uh, white officers that get into shootings or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. But when it comes to a black officer in the same situation, mm-hmm. you don't see them standing up for them. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's a disconnect when it comes to those those movements yeah. and those. Um, those you know when you need the help the most or when you need the support the most or when you know uh, uh, someone's rights are being taken away Mm -hmm. the groups tend to pick and choose who they're going to help in the future but dr shauna i think that's an important point that that comes back to and i know know as we wrap up today Mm -hmm. that comes down for all all of the the talks that we have we have have to really consider when these things happen People have a tendency to go towards the group that's most like them, that looks like their brother, mm-hmm. their sister, their uncle, their dad. And if that person's not the same color as you, uh-huh. how likely are you to, just historically, how likely are you to accept that person and fight for that person if they don't look like you? Ooh, this is another, another conversation we're yeah. going to have to get back on. We're going to have to yeah. finish this. <laughs> so we're at the end of our show. Thank you, Brianna Coleman, for joining us for another episode of Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. Um, For everyone out there, I hope this discussion today will empower you to address your own mental health in the fight for social justice. You can hear more of this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms. You can also leave me a message on drshawnaspeaks.com if you're interested in being a guest on the show. So I am your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds. Thanks again for taking a mental break for Dr. Shauna.